All right, finally, episode two is here. Woo! Um, my name's Arushi again, and um, my Instagram that, to kind of go along with this is at Brown and Fertile Docs. Um, and again, just to um, talk about it again, I'm basically using this podcast to spread awareness, educate, kind of just talk about my own uh, infertility journey, um, specifically as a brown female physician. Um, so yeah, we're on episode two. Last episode, I talked about kind of the beginning stages of everything and like getting the diagnosis and what that felt like um, and that whole part of it. And so this episode is called Shots. And um, so kind of going in chronological order, um, I wanted to use this time to talk about the actual experience of starting injections and like the physical process of everything. Um, and so, um, someone who is a crucial part of that is here today as a guest speaker, my husband, Ankur. Hello. <laughs> um, so yeah, just kind of jumping in, um, the song that was, uh, introducing this podcast was Shots. I think everybody knows that song. Um, do you remember the last time that song was played in our house? Yeah, I do. Want to tell us a little bit about that? Uh, so our first time taking any shots for IVF, uh, I thought I would lighten the mood by playing aforementioned song, <laughs> Shots. And? Uh, and it did not go well. <laughs> so I guess this was my perspective of the first day. Um, I remember we got all the meds in the mail. We really got no, like introduction per se like mm-hmm. they were like all your meds will come in the mail like this is your prescription like instructions like good luck um and so we got this huge box like refrigerated box like these meds have to be refrigerated these meds don't there was a bunch of syringes like alcohol pads gauze sharps container like it we spread it across our entire kitchen counter and i remember looking at uncle and he was like terrified no. <laughs> um, and I remember thinking, like, like playing it cool. I'm like, oh, I'm a doctor. Like, I see this stuff all the time. Like, syringe, like needles are nothing. Um, and I was like, let's go. Like, I was kind of feeling like I had it all together. Um, and then when we started mixing the meds, again, I was like, oh, I got this. Like, I'm always, like, drawing lidocaine for my <laughs> lines and stuff. Like, I could do this. Um, and I think I was, like, kind of struggling, maybe. Yeah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> And so I was like, okay, maybe you take over. So Ankur started doing more of like the med mixing. And he was actually pretty good at it. I feel like you look like a natural. You look like a healthcare Yeah, I'm worker. a med mixer. <laughs> um, and then, but so I was, I was kind of acting all cool about it. And then by the time the needle was in my hand and I had to inject myself, I was like freaking out. Um, and I like, obviously I was just standing there with the needle in my hand and like my belly like, flab in my other hand like just not <laughs> injecting myself because I was too scared and then Unker starts playing the song in the background to lighten the mood and I was like not having it like we were all really we were both flustered like this was all like I was freaking out and I was like the song is not helping like, turn, turn it off, off. <laughs> he's like okay okay um 
But anyway, I finally injected myself. Um, the first, remember the first shot I did? The first shot you did was Menopure. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, Menopure sucks. Basically, Menopure hurts like a effing bitch. Like, it burns going in. And like, when you're pushing the medicine into your body, like, it goes really, really slow. So you're just standing there and you're like trying to inject it faster, but it won't go. And it takes like a good what, like five, seven seconds to go in and it's just like burning the whole time. I had no idea this was the case. So I just like, I just like- First shot. I was like, first shot, let's go. And I was like injecting in myself and I was like, oh my God, like this is really painful. And then after I finished, I was like, uncle, I didn't like that at all. <laughs> um, and then I had like two other shots after that which comparatively were great. So we were like, okay, so I think we have it down now that Menopure sucks and the others are fine. Um, and then <laughs> the gauze situation. <laughs> I've told some people this story because I thought it was so like precious. <laughs> <laughs> but basically I um, was like bleeding a little bit from the injection site. Um, and I was like, okay, fine. Like, I need, I just need something to wipe it up. And I was like, Uncle, mind you, like this whole process. By this point, like we're all, we're both kind of like freaking out and like flustered and like this is all new and we're we're both kind of on edge. Um, so there's like a little blood coming out. Obviously, to me, it was fine. To Uncle, he probably was like, oh shit, that's blood. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, hey, like, can you grab me some gauze? Uncle <laughs> like sprints down the hallway to like our first aid closet and comes back with like seven things like that's like anything remotely related to gauze. <laughs> there was like an ace wrap, there was like a foam roller thing for like burns, like there was like all these things that weren't gauze. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll just use a napkin. Um but I thought it was really cute because we were both kind of freaking out and um, but we got through it. Yeah, we did. We did. Three times. Yeah, so we did three, so we did three retrievals, which means injections for like two to four weeks, three separate times. Um, but going back to that first time, we like started, we had a couple of days at home and then we actually had a trip to California. So that was like a whole thing too. We were very stressed about taking our meds there and like the time with the time difference, like you have to time things the same. Um, and a lot of this stuff like changes. So your meds can change based on your lab results that you're getting like every two days um, and like your ultrasound. So I remember I had a appointment the morning of our flight and we were like, texting our doctor like hey is there any chance we're gonna need like some of these other meds because we're literally going out of town um and so thank god we ended up packing a bunch in our like she was like oh i guess you could bring it probably not yeah so that's the thing there's so much unknown and it adds a lot of stress to the whole situation like but turns out we did need that one yeah it turns out we did need it and needed an extra one that we didn't have yeah, Shout and so we were Village like, Pharmacy. yeah, Village Pharmacy in the clutch. <laughs> we were in California and like, I mean, we were still like really stressed about everything because this was our first time. Like this was all new to us and we had no idea like if we would need these other meds. It turned out we did. We had to um, ask the hotel for a fridge. The fridge wasn't getting cold enough. So we kept the meds in this Yeti cooler. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Village Pharmacy was able to ship our meds within the day to our hotel in California, which was 
amazing because as a physician, I feel like whatever experience I have with like insurance and pharmacies, like nothing happens that seamlessly. So that was really nice. Um, but yeah, so our first retrieval, we were doing this in California actually for like a, a lot of it because we were there for like almost a week, um, which was nice because there were some distractions, but uh, I also got rewards for doing my shots. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, for every day of shots, uh, I gave her a shots gift because of how taxing shots are. Only for the first round. After the first round, no more gifts. <laughs> yeah, so Unger gave me... There were, like, wrapped gifts that he would give me after um, each, like, round of shots for the day. So that was nice because I feel like that first time I was really emotional and, like, there was... Just know. the first time you were emotional. I was more... I was the most emotional the first time, I think. Like, the flight back, I was, like, crying the whole time, and I just, like, felt so, like, bloated. And Maybe the off. second time. Oh, yeah, the second time was bad, too. The second time was, like, back-to-back. So I finished all my injections, had the retrieval, maybe had, like, four days, and then started again. It was awful. That was 17 days. And that was 17 days long. And I remember they were doing, like, the transvaginal ultrasounds, and I was, like, it felt, like, raw (laughs) and, like, sore and so painful down there just because the amount of like manipulation that had been done like so many times in like the span of a month um but yeah uh I think the first time I did feel the most bloated so basically while we're getting while I'm getting injected with all these meds and these pills um you're basically growing follicles inside of you so by the end Um, there's like a trigger shot, which is the infamous butt shot that I've posted about on my Instagram. But, um, until then, basically your follicles are growing and you want to get, you want to get big follicles. You want to get a lot of follicles. Um, and that's what they're kind of monitoring with the labs and ultrasound every two to three days. And by the time it's a certain, um, size or number, you get, uh, your trigger shot, the butt shot, and then that kind of ovulates all of them so that during the retrieval they can um suck the eggs out of the follicles with like a vacuum is what I hear um I was asleep but I ended up gaining a lot of weight during these cycles because of that and like eating a lot well I guess I always eat a lot but I remember you were trying to make me feel better for uh eating so much I don't remember that you were like, it was really funny. You were like, it's okay. You're eating for, you're eating for 25. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Meaning the 25 follicles inside of me that are not humans. <laughs> um, so that was nice. So I feel like having like supportive, funny kind of like stories and little things that Unker has said have, have been very helpful um, throughout this whole process. Um, And I think by the end of it, so by the end of the three retrievals, how do you feel? Like, I felt like we were, we were pretty much in a group. Yeah, it's easy. We can do another one right now. No. (laughs) But I mean, like, emotionally it doesn't get easier, but you kind of go through the motions. Like, because we were so used to it. It's like, all right, get the meds out. I do the ice. You mix the meds. You set up the gauze. Like, we have the pills there. Like, it kind of became more of like... And we started moving to uh, thigh shots instead of belly shots. Oh, yeah. Which was, I think, more helpful for you. 
Yeah, so um, belly shots isn't the only option. Apparently, you can do your arm, you can do thigh. And I was getting to the point, I remember after the first or second, where like, for some reason, the self-injections in the belly were like very taxing for me. Um, physically, it like hurt, started hurting more. I was like sore. And then even emotionally, I was like, I just don't like that I keep doing this to myself. Like I'm like self-inflicting pain. And it's just like, I don't know. It was emotionally just kind of getting a lot to me. So I asked uncle. No, so I, I, to- I told uncle like, I'm going to try the thigh this time. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was great. <laughs> what happened? So you were sitting down and like, all right, I'm going to try the thighs. I'm like, okay, cool. And like 10 seconds go by. You're just sitting there with the needle. And you're like, all right, now I'm going to do it. Another 10 seconds goes by and you're still sitting there with the needle. And I think to this day you haven't injected yourself in the thigh. No. I don't know what happened. Like I just couldn't do it. I was just holding the needle and staring at my leg. And I was like, for some reason, this is weird to me. And so I asked Uncle to do it. And... It was really nice the first few times because I felt like I didn't have to look at it. I didn't have to deal with it. He was just injecting it. It still hurt, but I don't know. It felt better that it was just different than me injecting myself in my belly. Yeah, and a lot of sub-Q availability. <laughs> Easy to find a spot. Thanks for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we kind of rotated around. We Ultimately, you know, at the end of the day... Um, just trying to say, like, I feel like we got a hang of it by the end. Um, I also became like a clinic regular and it was kind of like cool, but also kind of depressing at the same time. Like within two months, I was there so much that I, every time I walked in, everyone's like, Arush- like Hey, Arushi. And I'm like, Oh God, like this, like everyone around me probably is like, this girl is infertile AF. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just like there all the time. Um, and I, during my labs, I remember, like, I always bled a lot. Like, I would bleed through and onto my clothing for some reason, um, just from, like, getting labs. And so now every time I go in, they're like, oh, she's the bleeder. Like, make sure you put an extra gauze. So, I mean, yeah, it's the little things. I feel like in one way it's kind of nice because I feel like I started as, like, a vulnerable patient and now I'm kind of familiar with everybody and I'm more confident and able to advocate for myself and like ask questions and talk to the staff and all of that. But at the same time, it's kind of sad because I'm there all the time. (laughs) And probed. And probed all the time. Um, So yeah, uh, basically did three rounds of the retrieval, um, ended up getting four. Five. Four embryos. Five embryos and two fucked up <laughs> So, so yeah. So after each retrieval, um, and I posted this on Instagram too. Basically, there's like a whole process. Like every week, you learn something new about like what happened to the eggs. And by the end of it, after a month, you end up with a certain amount of number of like genetically sound embryos that are implantable. And um, I I only got like one or two for the first two retrievals, so that's why I had to do a third retrieval. Um, they basically say that you need about two to three embryos for one successful um, pregnancy, meaning um, each transfer, so each time they put an embryo in the uterus, statistically, they'll probably have to do that two to three times in order for one to stick. Um, and so counting up all the retrievals, I guess we had like four-ish <laughs> embryos. Um, so the thing is, 
it gets complicated. There's all these genetics, aneuploid, euploid, like chromosomal abnormalities, PGT testing for genetics. Um, so there's a lot that goes into it. But basically, at the end of the day, we had like four, and then we had two that they said are mosaic. Five. Five real embryos. Five real embryos. Two, two of them mosaics. are mosaic. Yeah. So then three like non-fucked up ones. No, no. Five of them are real right now. Oh, okay. And two of them are mosaics. So seven total. Wait, really? Yeah. We got egg- embryos for days. I don't think so. Mm. That's really bad. I should know how many embryos are there. I think it's also kind of a defense mechanism because I don't want to get too attached to the embryos. Because they are Definitely like... Definitely not the females. Because <laughs> they are... Yeah, like, so you can learn the sex of them. So we've learned the sexes and, you know, we know which ones are female. We know which ones are males. We can decide which gender to implant. So that part is kind of cool, but it also makes it very real, like that's like a girl like it's a future human which is super weird just sitting frozen yeah and so in some tube when you like lose embryos like i can imagine how terrible that feels because it feels like it's a person almost already um so yeah i think i'm i'm detaching myself a little bit and i'm not really like memorizing how many are there because i don't know but anyway so there's a couple mosaic ones which is kind of like arguable whether those are implantable or not but um i don't know what happened we just like started calling them the fucked up ones (laughs) and it's really bad because they they're like technically implantable it's just like the last resort because like i guess they're more risky but a lot of them apparently do work um so we were like oh god like what if our kid is actually the fucked up one and like little do they know we've just been calling them fucked up this whole time Um, but yeah. The next step now is a transfer for us. So we got the whole big box of meds yesterday for that. How do you feel about everything? Scared. Yeah? Mostly fine. (laughs) Okay, so tell me this, because yesterday we got this big box of meds. Everything's new. It's great. IVF, like for the retrieval, same kind of thing because everything was new yeah so how do you feel like day one then versus day one now for this mostly ready for it uh it's not gonna be that bad there's like patches there's some pills there's this plunger that you just stick up yourself every few days nope three times a day (laughs) outside of this this plunger that you're putting inside your body i think it'll be fine and the butt shots daily and the butt shots daily but i'm a pro at butt shots we didn't even talk about the first time we did butt shots I know. <laughs> but I'm a master now. <laughs> the first time. So now this is something we have to do daily, but we've only done a handful of times before. But, I mean, I talk about it in that post too, but it was basically like us freaking out for a day or longer. You were freaking out for the whole two weeks leading up to it. Yeah, I mean, well, come on. Maybe like <laughs> a couple hours, a couple days. Your Apple Watch will tell you. Yeah. That you were really freaking out. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, the shot was supposed to be given at 10 o'clock sharp. And uh, at 10 o'clock, his uh, Apple Watch gave him a notification that his heart rate was... 130. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But we were practicing. He was practicing all day. He was using different objects, pens, chapsticks, stabbing me with objects. Uh, Fake stabbing, not real stabbing. Practicing. Practice stabbing, yes. Um, 
we watched an insane amount of videos. We had butt diagrams. We were like analyzing my butt anatomy, figuring out where exactly the shot needs to go. Top left quadrant, <laughs> above the crack, real higher ro- than you think. Real romantic stuff right here. Uh, in a dart-like motion. You got it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this transfer is starting now and it's gonna be butt shots daily plus a bunch of other shit. Patches three times a day, pills daily, which I'm always doing pills daily, and then... um, And then the plunger. The plunger. Three times a day. Oh, my God. It's okay. It's just like six inches. Shove it in there. Release the pill. It dissolves in five minutes. Uh, Pull the plunger out. Rinse and repeat three times a day for for 30 days. Potentially 12 weeks. That's it. (laughs) So basically this whole thing of... um, This whole protocol now. So I'm doing it for at least three weeks because that'll be until the transfer happens. And then two weeks after that. So I guess at least like around five weeks. Um, If the pregnancy sticks, then you continue doing it every day for the entire first trimester. So you're going to be doing, I'm going to be, we're potentially going to be doing it for 12 weeks. Um, So that's a long time to be doing vaginal suppositories three times a day, every single day. Mm -hmm. And if the transfer doesn't stick, then you'll do it for 12 plus five weeks. Wait, if it weeks. doesn't stick? Yeah, because in the second time, second transfer, you have to do it again. Third transfer, we have to do it again. Yeah, so but like, be... but it's not like 12 weeks in a row then. No, five weeks in a row, break for a couple weeks. Yeah. 12 weeks. Yeah. So you and could I feel like... be doing it for 52 weeks potentially if we do all okay, five transfers. well, thanks for that <laughs> revelation. <laughs> Three times a day. That's about a thousand, thousand plunders. <laughs> oh, God. And I'm like, I'm not the type of person, like... I'm not, like, down there all the time, like, exploring my vagina. Like, I would like to not do that. (laughs) I've not even, like, worn a tampon in my life because I'm not trying to, like, stick an object up there and let it hang in there. Like, toxic shock syndrome, come on. You don't know what that is, but my medical listeners will. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so basically there's, like, a plastic instrument where you put a pill at the end and stick it up your vagina, release it. Uncle has a great sound effect for what he thinks that's going to sound like. <laughs> and then it goes, like, basically through your cervix and, like, dissolves. Um, so, yeah, that sounds terrifying, and I want to cry and die and don't want to do that. That sounds worse to me than the butt shots because I don't have to, like, do the butt shots. Well, actually, I might have to. You might not work. have to do the plungers either. Are you going to do the plunger for me? Maybe. That'd be nice. Yeah, it's uh, IVF is real romantic stuff, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's kind of where we are in the process. Um, I feel like it's always nice to get the husband's point of view on everything because you guys do a lot and you're like there. I mean, he's the one that calls the pharmacy, the insurance, like dealing with all this shit while I'm at work because I'm getting like influxes of calls and messages and I'm like it's so triggering to me because I'm at work and I'm like in the ICU and it just reminds me of this thing in my life that I have that's going on and I'm like freaking out like trying to get it together but if I didn't have Uncle at home working from home <laughs> to like handle it I don't know what I would do um so yeah great um I guess we'll check back in after the whole process and see how things went. Maybe we'll be experts by the end, too. I'll be a plunger expert. <laughs> <laughs>
Any other thoughts on your end? Anything you'd like to say to the listeners? Nothing else. It's been shitty. <laughs> uh, but necessary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well spoken <laughs> by my husband. <laughs> Always great at expressing his emotions. <laughs> glad you glad you were here to tell everyone how you really feel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So next time, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about um, the cultural implications of IVF, um, being brown, going through it, and the stigma of all of that. So. Um, hopefully it'll be coming soon and not after like a month. Um, so we'll see you guys then.